Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks. Hey, John. Hello, Tyler. Guys, today we're going to talk about how to do sales without being coercive, trying to be overly persuasive, all the slimy shit that you hate about sales, you hate for a reason. Um, and we're going to talk about how to become effective at sales while still being one of the good guys. And I think that's really important because we're going to share with you a couple of things that we've kind of seen the last couple of days is like old school sales tactics that just, if you're selling fitness, just doesn't work. Fitness is an industry where people need to be bought in. They need to actually be ready. They can't be drug unwillingly into a situation and then get results and do all that. It's just, it doesn't work that way. So we really need to be more on the level than a guy that's trying to sell fucking used, warrant, used car warranties or God knows whatever this clown we're going to show you today is doing. So so you want to learn how to be, be one of the good guys when it comes to sales? This is your episode. Before we get started, make sure you join the Gym Owners Revolution. That's our Facebook group. Uh, we've got a bunch of exciting stuff coming up here in the next month. I know we've been teasing it for a couple of months, but I promise it's coming next month. Uh, with John and I have been very busy. But get in there. Link is in the description. Uh, it's the Gym Owners Revolution. Follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Uh, that's where you'll find all our episode updates. We're going to start rolling out a bunch of new content there that we've been beefing up here for the last couple of weeks. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at Tyler F. And Stone. That's Tyler E.F.F. I. And Stone. And John can be found at JBanksFL. All right, guys, let's get right into it. John, every sales strategy that I see has always been something that I am averse to. That makes sense. Like every yeah, sales look. coaching thing seems to be something that I kind of understand why people get, what's the word, resistant and tense up when they start hearing that type of talk and thinking that they're going to have to speak like these people and, and in those using those tactics well because you like you feel it like deep inside you as like a human you feel as you hear those things or you see examples of it you're like oh i don't like that i don't yeah. like that at all i hate that actually yeah and so one of the things that we start with first um, is expectations across the board before we get into your sales meeting. And we're going to, some of this is going to feel like a little bit of recap. We're not going to dive as deep as we did in these past episodes, but we want to make sure we still have a foundation. So one of the things that needs to happen before you're getting into a sales meeting, if you want to make your sales meetings effective and direct and just fucking practical and not this silly little dance of being shady, is you got to set expectations from the beginning. And that means the expectations from whatever content they saw, whether it was ads, whether it was your signage, whether it was a referral from a friend, whatever that is, the expectations need to be direct and they need to be aligned with what's actually going to happen from the time they are talking to you about joining, about between the time they're talking about the products and what the process is going to be like and what the, what the products actually are. Because one of the things that we talk to people a lot about when they are having a tough time closing sales at a higher rate, right, or closing big ticket sales, frankly, is um maybe your stuff is some shit nobody wants. I always keep that in mind. Like you should be selling stuff that people want. And yeah, if you're just trying to make money selling God knows whatever you got, that's great. But that's not the way fitness is going to work. You're not going to stuff fitness upon somebody. That's the issue, right? Somebody can buy a goddamn Kirby vacuum cleaner and keep it in their closet and lug that 50 to 75 pound hunk of shit out every two weeks or whatever, but they ain't never bringing that son of a bitch up, up a flight of stairs. You know what I mean? Like you can burden somebody with a $2,000 Kirby vacuum cleaner and not feel too bad about it. Cause they ain't fuck it. That's not what this industry is about. The fitness industry is not about people just being stuck with a bill and hoping that that, you know, works. And you shouldn't be forcing people to spend money on something that they don't use. If you're selling a high ticket product, by the way, that's going to be a bit more labor intensive on fulfillment, which means you need to, you need both parties to be ready to come to the table for this thing. And if someone's not really into it, you're not going to sarcastically trick them into coming or doing, then we'll, we'll cover some of these weird tricks that I see from people who are great at sales, but I think you should ignore their strategies. Well, I think it's what makes, I mean, what was early on Tyler when we were working with gym owners, We've now worked with lots and we've interacted with probably hundreds of gym owners and coaches for the last couple of years, like just yeah. generally. And whenever a sales type conversation ever came up, just generally, we always feel and have felt resistance. Yeah. And it's because of this 
feeling what we're driving at, which is this feeling that sales is this weird, coercive, fake, you're fucking lying. You know what I mean? Like a wolf of Wall Street yeah. type you're selling, shit. You're selling people cars that are lemons. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, spinning the odometer back. Like what all the shit that's super shady, that is what's synonymous with sales. And that's when we're like, oh. It was so much so that we even like started trying to avoid the word sales. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we spent a long time. We talked about that. It's just giving people options, giving them your offer and all that other stuff. And then we found out that at that time that, well, then you guys don't even understand what that means. So we got to walk it back again. So we just got to make you like sales. This is what we're trying to do. Trying to reframe this for you. Um, But you can't just get better at sales at selling. That's not it. Part of the reason is that maybe your stuff sucks. <laughs> That's possible. Not that you're a bad coach. Not that your gym sucks. What if your offer is not any good? What if it's not complete? That's the piece we always look at. What if it's not complete? And and, go ahead. and how you're talking about it? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like it's <laughs> fitness can only be so complicated. Like what you sell in your gym, gyms are going to be pretty consistent from one gym to the next, but how you go about connecting the people you want to be in your place to the things like it's a squat rack is a squat rack is a squat rack. There can only be so many back back hyper machines that exist. You've seen one, you've seen them all. So it's how you are connecting with people and talking about them and all these things that we always talk about, but that's, that's the difference. I mean, that needs to be the difference maker, but we miss it. And then we think, oh, well, we just need to get better at sales or handling sales objections. And that's why I can't close. It's not because you suck at just talking about your stuff generally or that yeah. your stuff really does suck. You don't have yeah. anything for people and people are just leaving. And, and then and, you have to, yeah. And we're going to get into these objections here next. But what I want to cover quick is on the expectation side. Okay, this product needs to make sense. What your advertising needs to make sense. If someone comes in, there's a lot of other people in our industry, you know, business consultants that are going to tell you set up some crazy bait and switch offer, right? And we talked about this in past episodes where it's some super low cost thing and they get in, but it really isn't that. And then you're immediately losing trust. We've also also seen places that offer these like really slick sounding discounts, you know, like $10 or whatever. It's really like $10 for one fee and the membership is still what it is. And you're just, they're just throwing a low ticket price out there. And then when they show up thinking, I want something for $10 and you start, even if you can still get them in a whatever, some $10 introductory offer, whatever nonsense that is, you're going to miss out on the opportunity to actually sell them into a higher level of service because every time if someone is coming in expecting something for very little money and they end up getting getting talked about something that was going to be $1,000, $2,000, or there's surprise fees and key fob charges and all this shit, people immediately tune out very, very quickly. Their guard goes up. It smells like a bait and switch. It's you talk. It all seems like a fucking timeshare presentation at this point it's like you just said i could get in here and go to your vacation and i just had to listen to you for 30 minutes it's been an hour give me my voucher so i can go get the buffet and fuck off right and everything is always more in those situations than the person being sold expect it to be and that's why those are unpleasant sales experience and that's the biggest one is don't make this unpleasant now one of the things when we jump to overcoming objections this is when I start seeing strategies of how to overcome sales objections. I think that these people, I, I don't know. I fucking, it's, it's everything that I hate conversationally. So I, I don't do this. I see some of the stuff that I'm sure some of these tactics work and you're, when you're selling a lot of things for fitness, I don't give a shit like the, I need to talk to my husband. And now you'll see Hormozy has some bits where it's, it's these very precise, like, well, you just tell him like, well, what if your husband says no? If he says, no, you're just not going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this guy. Are you fucking serious? Like you're going to start playing the, Oh, what your husband makes all the decisions. Like that's the way you're going at this. Fuck you. Cause that sucks. Like it absolutely sucks. I hate it. If my wife says I need to talk to my husband before she makes a financial decision and somebody's like, would you let him wear all the decisions? What they don't understand is that maybe she's telling you that 
so that she just doesn't have to tell you no that she doesn't want your shit. And that's a very yes. common thing here in the world of sales is that when even when people cancel your gym, know this. When people cancel your gym membership because they don't move away, just because they just they always say, oh, money's got tight money this, money that. And it's like, oh, I just, I can't afford it anymore. But very often it's just because they don't like you and didn't like your service or they weren't using it and it's whatever. And they don't want to hurt your feelings. They just don't want to look you in the eye and refuse you, right? And sometimes just let them have that. Now you're just going to drag your shit further, further into their world before they say, okay, turns out I didn't really need to talk to my husband. I don't want your bullshit. I didn't want this to begin with. I'm stuck in this room and I'm trying to be nice and get out of this conversation. Yeah, you call it Midwest nice? Yeah, it's, we just call, we just call, it depends on where you're at. South Dakota nice, Minnesota nice. But that's what it is. It's people apologizing for shit when they're not sorry for it. It's people being like, oh, yeah, being friendly. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, but it's, it's none of it's real. And it's okay. It's just it's surface level politeness because we all have fucking guns. So just be polite, dumbass, right? We all, we all you know what I mean? Like, it's tough. It's cold here and everybody's armed. You're going to be fucking nice. Right. And people don't get that when someone cancels your gym, people will tell me when I talk to gym owners all the time, it's like, why are people leaving? You know, what's your, why do you think your people leaving? And they'll give me all these reasons, but none of them were because they didn't do a good job serving them or getting them results or anything. I was like, not even one. And it's Every interesting. Gym. It's just interesting. Every gym does a perfect job fulfilling their services, getting people results. And yet the turnover rate is high. Why? Because they're just being fucking nice to you. They don't want to tell you, like, I tried your thing and I didn't like it. And maybe it's me and maybe it's you. But but people don't owe you that because they're not fucking married to you, dude. Like, they don't owe you the whole thorough thing. They can just be like, peace, dude. Yeah, whatever. Check this box. I'm out the door. But that doesn't mean your product didn't suck. It doesn't mean your sales process doesn't suck. And it doesn't mean that you as a salesperson don't suck. It can be all well, those things. They're just and, not telling and, you. And we can confidently say that, Tyler, because it's we hear that from the gym owners that we work with and it's, there's never, right. It never gets called out. And so we just ignore, cause we know that that's bullshit. And then all we do is ask a few follow-up questions and it's always consistent. Okay. Well, what was this? What was this person's, what was their goal? Like, why were they there with you? Lose we way. don't have a solid answer. Well, we or we didn't we even know. We don't yeah. know. Or right. And so it ends up being where every systems check or every check that we do where we're going into asking all the questions that are around why somebody would leave. And it's like, well, oh, you don't have any of these pieces in place. And because you don't have any of these pieces in place, that person ultimately left. Because you really doesn't, didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, and, and by the way, it doesn't mean that you're a shitty gym owner or a shitty coach. That yeah. also, it can very much mean that you didn't include, that you got somebody in on a vague expectation of something and you didn't firm it up in the beginning with what they really want to accomplish. And because there is no definite, we always talk about this, you know, our process should begin with the, what is your definition of success? Define your terms of success with them. And if they go through all of that stuff and they can't define what they are there for really, and then a few months later, they don't, um, there is no way to win when you don't really know what you're doing. There is no victory. There's no finish line. There's no accomplishment. Then they can just kind of, they can meh their way out the door. And it doesn't mean you completely fucked up. It's just that you, you kind of did. <laughs> right doesn't mean you're bad it just means you didn't give them the best chance of success of succeeding because them and you don't know what succeeding is for that person yeah john i'm hearing buzzing is that me i oh, only okay. heard yeah i think it's like only while i'm talking now. yes but i hear that okay. as well we're gonna do our best to work around <laughs> this there's not a ton that i can do at this point so <laughs> if there's a little humming while i'm speaking i'm terribly sorry you, you won't get me to speak less so um, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, so the easiest thing that we've seen, Tyler, when we have been talking and working with gym owners, when it comes to closing higher ticket stuff, I think for me has always been, who is it? And it comes with that expectations and typically expectations of what your ads are saying or what your marketing strategy has been. It's who are you talking to? And are you talking to the right people that are going to walk through the door wanting to spend more money with you yeah and it's when it's low shit when it's a low offer like you said when it's low ticket and then you try and yank somebody up by their short and curlies and pull them to a higher ticket thing now you have to start talking well this is a shitty way to go about doing this so now we need to fight through sales objections yeah but if and, somebody comes in go ahead and, and the thing about the sales objections too is 
it may be priced because they just don't afford it and they never could have. So why are we having this conversation with this person, right? You're not, they were never here for this. That is not what it is. And that goes to a back to something we were talking about with the Gear Academy last, yesterday, actually with our group. You guys want the Gear Academy, shoot us a message. It's our group for gym owners to make real deal fucking money. Shoot us a message or go to gymownersrevolution.com for more information. But in our Gear Academy call yesterday, we were going through everybody's kind of weekly stuff that they were working on. We're going over again some social media strategy stuff. And we started auditing some accounts, guys. If you sent me a message, I think I should have got back to you all by now. By the time you're hearing this, the guys who sent me in for their audit, if you want one, you still have one week to uh, shoot me a message if you want me to go through and peruse your social media stuff for your gym and give you some give you some pointers. Um, but we're going through these accounts. And what we would find is so many people don't say on a very surface level what they do. Meaning if I think of a 24-hour fitness spot, I go to their social media and the social media, you don't have to crush your social media game and be a very high entertainment personality brand, especially if you're a 24-hour spot. Some of your business is just that people do just want access and privacy and not coaching. It's okay. But for someone that wants a higher level of service, they're never going to know that you don't that you do it. They're never going to know. They have no idea unless you're telling them. So where does that live in that journey that someone takes when they start to check out your gym and they start looking into gyms when they want to make a change or looking into hire a coach, they go to your page, they scroll through, they don't see anything that even says personal training, or if they do, it's, it's in the description underneath something that is a picture of just somebody exercising. Who's a member of your gym. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, did you know we also have, per-? it's like, no, like, can we say personal training, try to lose weight, personal training, personal training for weight. Like say that in fucking text on the screen. Because people need to see that they need to, they need to know because that expectation, John, if I come in for a $40 product and you start talking to me about some $2,000 shit, we are already, the moment it goes beyond that 40, you have now misaligned my expectations. You've become misaligned with my expectations. And now I'm mad. Now I'm in a situation where the trust is tricky. It's, we are in a very precarious situation because these expectations have been subverted. I thought it was supposed to be nice out today. I made plans. I walk outside and it's fucking cold. Fuck. Now I'm mad. My shit's all messed up. This was not what I expected. That's where frustration comes from. And so let's go through some of the stuff here. Um, John, let's cover this one. This is the, I'll pull up this video that we had found. This guy, I think, sells, obviously, I doubt it's fitness. And I'll tell you this, he's probably great at sales. He probably closes a lot. And I'm sure he's great at cold calling. And I still think he's probably actually better at marketing to salespeople than he is at probably closing real sales. But that's just me. Um, But I'm going to play you this thing because this is about what do you do? He says what to do when you get ghosted by a potential, by a lead, by a potential client. What do you do if they just stop calling you back? Mm -hmm. And, uh... I absolutely hate this. So I got to pull up our conversation, John. I will play this for you guys. Maybe. There we go. Here we go. If you're calling. This is the final message. Hey, John. uh, Just Jeremy. uh, Left you a few voicemails over last week or so. Sent you a few emails and text. But we did not hear back from you. We're not sure if you got abducted by aliens, you retired and moved to Bali, or maybe you won the $1.3 billion jackpot. Crazy. However, because of my schedule, this will be my last attempt to reach you. So if you want to reach me, here's my number one last time. And like I said, it's my last attempt to reach you. Hope you're safe. Talk to you later. Click. You would be surprised when you use that kind of a sarcastic tone on that final message, how many people call you back. Typically, when I was in both B2B sales and B2C sales, when I left that final message, I would have about half of the people call me back. Oh my gosh, like they thought I was done with them. Imagine if you had half of your leads call you back when you left a final message, what that would do. Here's what you're going to do. If well, you're calling. I'll tell you what you can do. This is the final message. Whoops. Hey, John. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy no fucking way. don't do that and we're going to go over next some strategies that you can do because these are what i call these aren't black hat strategies that he's using completely it's just i don't know acting like a bitch <laughs> i don't know what to call this it just it sucks i don't need to be like this you don't need to be that desperate i know you should seem like you want the person's services but your gym and your serve it requires people to actually care so don't be taking advice 
from this guy about this stuff. Like that's that's all I'm saying. Like he again, he can sell somebody a goddamn VCR in, in this day and age. Great for him. But you're not selling some shit that people don't need to use, that people don't need to be invested in. It's in your best interest that your clients, that their stuff works. And that requires them to actually want it, to not be drug unwillingly into this process. When in your everyday life is, hey, be a sarcastic asshole to someone, and that's the solid advice. Yeah. Whenever, ever, ever, ever. Because here's the one thing that I never connected with, Tyler, when it talks about like these subversive or contentious sales strategies you have to live here yes your gym is where you fucking live and the people walking in are people that fucking live within a 15 minute radius of where you live and where your spot is if you're doing online sales or I'm calling some motherfucker that lives out in Oregon to sell him some software I don't give a fuck about this person. I'll never see him. We're never going to run into each other at the store. My wife doesn't know his wife. We're never going to interact. So I can pull just more shady or shitty ways of interacting with someone because I have to. Yeah. But I'm going to see Jim. I'm going to see Jim at the store. Jim's kid is on my son's baseball team. So I'm going to see him every fucking Saturday and every goddamn Sunday. And goddamn, it's going to be quick that if you are a prick or you're a sarcastic asshole to people because you run a gym. And by the way, one of seven gyms in an immediate radius of where you are. Like if you live somewhere where you're the only spot, God bless you. But the reality is you're not the only option. And so if that is how you're building your reputation, it's like, no, no, no. If someone hasn't called like the three times, hasn't Ask called me back. Ask if they've been abducted by aliens. That'd be kind of funny. It's like, Jesus that's Christ. It. That's totally the a- answer. And and it's like, oh, you'd be surprised how many people are, oh, <laughs> they're worried that I'm done yeah. with them. No, yeah. they're not. No. And that's yeah. where it's, it's Also, again, they're probably just saying, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I forgot. They're pretending to be nice too. And they're like, fuck this guy. I need him to actually stop calling. Because the guy that says that, that's not his last call either. Now... <sighs> John, you just covered the, the 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 big issue I have with that is it costs you social equity, right? This is something you've built up. You've built yeah. a reputation. Your gym needs to be based on um, setting and meeting expectations and not subverting them or underperforming, right? If your gym underperforms, if you're the gym is where people go, you know, is where people go to stay overweight, sweet. Isn't that why the Curves franchise completely went under, right? It was like there's just got to the point where there was just no results and it was it just completely went belly up. No pun intended. I need, I need to look. I need to. Look I think, by the way, I might just be terrible. I love wrong. everything That's about my that prediction. That's, that's my why prediction. The curves we're the wrong curves. It's yes. The yeah, we're the wrong curve. one. Now that's <laughs> terrible. But and I don't know this for sure. I'm just speculating. That's. I thought that was funny. Um, but like, if your gym is known for people who, if if people in your neighborhood and the f- people around them and their family and their friends know that person A went to your gym. And was really surprised at how professional it was and the quality of coaching. And now that person looks incredible, has a smile on their face. That's the best thing for your gym. Getting willing people, catching them at the right time in their life when they're ready, giving them, you can only give them the little bit of a nudge. In fitness, even more so. In copywriting, that's what we always talk about. You can only kind of connect one dot in order to get them closer, one piece of action you want to be that last nudge to push them over the cliff to where they i am now directly on a collision course with these results here that is now i have chosen to make that decision if people are too far away from that decision whatever they're telling you whether they're ghosting you or whether it is your prices or whatever you ain't going to do it for cheaper you can try to get them in the room and what you're going to charm them with what with what you know they're going to sign up and then what now you're the person that took a bunch of money. this is why these mlms suck all the supplement stuff it's it's somebody's wife next door who decides to start selling some supplements and shit and makes a bunch of lofty promises and then that way it's that person's reputation this is how these like supplement companies these mlms this is how they actually are able to make it work for them as a business is because they trade your reputation not theirs. Okay. And that's what happens here is that you cannot be trading your reputation to try to get these people in uh, because they're going to come in. You're going to trick them. You're going to tell them, well, what you make your husband make all your decisions and they're going to commit out of fucking anger 
or pride or God knows what, or one of the other homosexual ones I saw, which is I left my wallet at home. Right. Right. And his thing is like, well, just call your bank right now and give me your routing number and I'll just do it for you. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> like that's a guy that you do not want trying to fucking, you know, pick a woman up late at night with that type of fucking strategy. It's creepy. No, like, like, like no, for this reason doesn't mean yes. That's, and that's the problem that I hate. There's a difference between a sales objection. That's just kind of like, I don't want to do this right now. I want to get out of this conversation. And someone saying, well, what does this mean when you talk about nutrition coaching, right? That's not a sales objection. That's, that's clear, making clarification about your product, about the situation. And all of that can be aligned better if you actually are speaking from the beginning with the expectations about their results. If your products are aligned with the things that they want to do, and then it's very easily, it's very easy. It's yes. It's yes. Plus this, yes. Plus this, this, and this, mm -hmm. or it's eh, nah, and then that's okay. You can offer one thing if it's, yeah, cause it's, no, I just can't afford it. I can't even afford your regular membership or whatever. And you can say, well, you know, these results were important to you. We do have, have a product that matches their objection. Don't just try to wipe their objection off the face of the earth like their opinion and their thoughts don't fucking matter. The one thing I have heard, um, I've heard Ed Turney, who does Prestige Lab stuff, and that is his story is that something that Hormozzi told him when he was a gym owner before he moved over and just was doing the um, supplement sales. One of the things that I did like what he said was the question of like, do you need to do marketing? If you need to be doing outward facing marketing, it means that you are not, you have not achieved the status in your gym yet to where it just, you run 100% off of referral business. Yeah. Have you ever, I, I know, I know a couple, and this is in gyms, but I know a couple of businesses that when you, they, uh, one guy I like a lot and he does, uh, embroidery and does embroidery for just, fucking every, all the major sports team in the entire Southeast. And the story, he does not have his logo on his building. It is an unmarked building on like the side of a road. It's a big road, but, and I always, I'm like, Jay, why don't you have, why don't you guys do anything? You do no, no marketing whatsoever. And he goes, I literally have so much business that I can't, it doesn't make sense. I literally don't need any business. Any business that he does for the local area of like people is just like goodwill, borderline, like at cost yeah. just to help the little leagues because he has so much referral business and so much contracted business. They don't ever have to market a day in your life. It's like, that's a big difference. Like just being able to think about if that was your effort was having such a high quality service for every single person that comes in that they just, they achieve so much that they just have to tell everybody. Yeah. Again, that is something not that sales we, objections. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just about getting, getting people with, starting with what people want, making your stuff, something that, that people want and doing that and doing it well, and deliver mm -hmm. over delivering. Now we talked, talked to a guy who's a, who's a contractor friend of mine who I've known for a lot of years. And I asked him, I said, this time of year, he said, you're pretty busy. He said, oh, yeah, we're always swamped. He said, we're, we get to the point where we can kind of, kind of start turning work away. I said, oh, nice. I said, so this is, a, this is a business that is advertised very heavily for a lot of years. And he said, he said, the threshold is about eight to 10 years. And when you've been doing business consistently in a community as a brick and mortar, as a physical location for eight to 10 years, he said, doesn't mean you can stop marketing because, again, people start to wonder if you're still around. But like you're the amount of front of mind you have to have to be paying to, to have, uh, you can really start to scale that back because it just hasn't, you have enough of a client base, you have a big enough referral base and you just don't have to worry about it. People, the phone is ringing, the work is coming in. If you want to move the needle forward or scale up, you can now do it when you, you now have the money, the time, the resources to, okay, let's increase our staff. And now we can increase our work capacity and off you go. And these decisions are made practically as opposed to with this like wild optimism of just like, please just bring me leads, please bring me leads. And I don't care if they suck. Fuck all these people. Like I just need to get them in here and I don't give a shit what happens at the end. It's dog shit, dude. It sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Um, and that's a piece you'd kind of mentioned before. It was that like, you know, those MLM, they sacrifice your social circle. 
and it's not not theirs it's 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 yours and this is what happens when you start to use these types of those shitty tactics so just be on the up and up so we want to give you now some good guy versions of some bad guy strategies right so ways like how can you do this stuff that is okay and that is okay and the way i talked about when someone objects says no because it's too expensive what do you do well what is your ultimate downsell and this is what I was saying. Your, your ultimate downsell still is your base product. That's thing one. Attract people for your higher levels of service because people want the greatest results. Everybody wants that. So they should be wanting to talk to you about, I want to lose 20 pounds in the next you know, three months. I need to, I want to, it's time. You said you got personal training and nutrition coaching that can help me lose this 20 pounds. You know, it spoke directly to me. I felt like this, let's have a talk about it. And then the objection comes, I can't afford this. And whether they're lying or not, I can't afford this. Present a practical solution. And that practical solution is, okay, you have to assume in these sales conversations that these people are telling you the truth. Because if you go into it under the assumption that they're lying, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to have a really tough time coaching these people too. And you're going to have a hard <laughs> time coaching them to their results. Yeah. And by the way, we've talked about this before. They're lying to you. They're lying to you when you coach them. It, it is the way it is. But you do have to take them at face value. If somebody calls you and says, I got to cancel because my dog died. And you're like you've had a dog die every week. This Like what's going on? Like, you're just not showing up. <laughs> like there's a time and a place to give tough love. Yeah. But that ain't it. It's just sometimes you just have, you can't just call out everybody. And say, I think you're lying. I think you're lying. Cause even if they are, it doesn't matter. The information they gave you was my dog died. And all they're going to tell everybody else is, yeah, my dog died. And then he told me I was lying. And it's like, well, there you go. You're fucked. You're that guy. So someone tells you they can't afford it. Your downsell goes from the higher level product down to your lowest level service, which is your, in-house membership, 24-hour thing, your group fitness membership, if you're a CrossFit gym, whatever. And if it's still, it's, I really just can't afford that or I don't want to make a decision, no problem. You can send them out the door without even trying to close them, but send them out the door with a seed that's planted. You can try to close this now or not. But the seed is, listen, I know losing that weight was important to you. I know that's what got you in here. And I'm sorry these things are too expensive. I just can't do them for less. He said, but like my nutrition, you don't need to be exercising five, six, 10 times a week to with a personal trainer spending all this money to get the weight loss. If you really want to be lose, want to lose this weight, like we can help you with the nutrition coaching. You don't even have to set foot in this gym. If money is the issue, we can do that for it. it's 200 bucks once. You know, if you want to wait a couple of weeks, save the money, you can get paid that way. Like I can help you get the thing that you said mattered to you. And if you do that, if you make that about that, the thing that they fucking told you they wanted, you're fine. Quit trying to stuff the shit they told you they don't want. Back at them. Like, they just let it go. And, and this way you give them an out every time they have an out. But that out is, oh, yeah, that does align with what I want. Because then if you're be everything is on the level. Everything is on the up and up. We're being, you, they, they, they feel felt. They feel heard. They feel believed. And they don't feel bullied or pushed or coerced, which is never the way to go. And, most again, most importantly in fitness as opposed to any other industry. Well, and... and how often are the most difficult people to sell and convince and trick and charm into buying your thing? If it's a one-time thing that they have to buy it and then buy it once and then fuck off, you'll never see them again, then yeah. okay, who cares? Yeah, if the Kirby really, vacuum right, salesman guy doesn't have the best reputation in town, so who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. Turn and burn, baby. But if you are going to have to see these people and look them in the eye every Monday or at every class – how much or deal with these people at all in a recurring basis? Like I'm talking like business-wise, how much of a pain in the ass do you think the people are going to be for you and your business when it was like scratching and clawing for them to be able to come up with money for the first payment? Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be willing to guarantee that the guys that you have to, oh, well, hold, hold my payment. Don't cash the check until next Tuesday. All of the things that are like, should you be, should you be doing this? I mean, I know like health wise, this is why I do what I do. And this is why I want you to be here. Cause I think we can make some, some serious games, but like, it's, I don't know if this is the right choice for you right now, because what you yeah. are about to do is you are about to introduce and infuse your business with their bullshit. Mm -hmm. So whatever the drama is that's in their life right now, you are about to subject your business to it. And more importantly, like your mental bandwidth. So unless you have time to really deal with some fucking bullshit of like the lowest 
quality of humans that you must have the lowest price, like whatever those things are, man, you are, you talk about all the time, Tyler. It's the idea is like, and I don't think you've said it this way, but it's like, where's your price at? Are you priced at like, people are going to shit and piss on your floor or are you priced at like, not that, like yeah. what level are you at? And that's and what have a product for the floor pissers, your base membership, people that want to come in, pee on the floor and leave weights out, let them. But you know that you should have you, your goal should be to attract people to spend more money and don't piss on your floor. Just re remember that. That makes your life a lot easier. <laughs> because now you have to hire staff. Now you have to like. Now we gotta have people. Almost gotta clean the piss. Clean up the piss. <laughs> like it's just, well, it's it's a domino effect, yeah. man. And it's like, and so that's where for me it's a big piece too. And on all of these sales things, one thing that popped in my head was when we're talking about sales and we're talking about this piece. If you have to be super charming. And every time you're the one that has to charm someone in or use these tactics or tricks and shit, you're guaranteeing it's like golden handcuffs. Yeah. You are guaranteeing that that means, oh, well, then you're the one with the magic touch because you have all the tricks and shit. So now you have to be the person to do all the sales and do all the shit. Or that means you have to hire out to a bunch of people that have perfected that bullshit or that style of selling compared to like boy wouldn't it be sweet to just be able to work with the folks that you just already have that well, are in and, your gym and that thing you talk about right so if you are able to close a bunch of people in spite of these issues with say expectations your marketing not being aligned with what people want your products maybe just not giving people enough choices did not have your products not having a direct fit for exactly what they want for their their results to line with their budget and their needs and all this stuff right it's just not all there. You can overcome this because you're great. You're a gym owner. You're smart. You're a go-getter. You've put a bunch of risk on the line. You're fully invested. So yeah, you can make this work. You can close these sales. But if you ever want to scale, you're going to plug in another salesperson or one of your coaches or someone else on your staff now into that system. And that system is going to suck. Even if they are all, they're not quite as good as you, but they can make it work. Problem is, it sucks, and you're leaving money on the table, and you're dealing with clients that are coming in semi with less of a chance of success. That's the biggest one. And we talked to one of our gym owner uh, gear academy gym owners the other day. It was like, you know, that's why he changes. He, he wants to change the whole game and what and what the types of gyms that are like his type of gym are doing. Which is like, you know, he said like these gyms are not structured to actually get people results, and I am doing it differently. That's what I want. I want this to be better. It needs to be better, and I'm going to do it this way because of this. Guess what? That's how you also make fucking more money, dude. This is, it's, it's these two things. They're not mutually exclusive. It doesn't have to be one or yeah. the other. So let's talk about John. What's the name of the guy that sent us this strategy that he's been using? Because let's tell us the story. Micah. Yeah. Now, Micah's out of Tampa. He's got a gym in Tampa. This is, he's been following the podcast for a long time. They way back when, when we had put, God, it's been over a year now, we had put our episode up about some traditional marketing methods that are awesome now. And John and I, we keep, testing this stuff out in other businesses as well as the fitness industry. And a lot of these real world marketing strategies kick ass from direct mailers to door hangers to all this. It's just, it's way better. There's way Big less noise. Billboards. Yeah. And billboards. And we said billboards and boy, did he put up a fucking billboard, did it fast too. And he sent us a picture and it was great. It's great. I loved it. I think they were very successful with the campaign as well. I think it got a lot of eyes at the very least, if it doesn't convert immediately, that type of stuff done over the long term is great for visibility and it's way more affordable than people think. But he sent us this other strategy that he's doing. And this is what we like to do. This is why we have the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. This is what we try to do within the Gear Academy is we, we're coming up with just best practices. That's all. Best practices, not just for your money, which is what the other guys do, but best practices for your money, your clients, your process, your career as a gym owner, your fucking mental health, you're avoiding burnout, all this stuff, right? That's what we want, best practices. So he sent us this thing that he's been doing. He's had a lot of success with. John, you want to tell us what it is first before we get into the details of why it's not slimy? Because I'm going to go at what I thought when you first told me this. Yeah, so so um, one of the things that's cool, and I and I nerd up out about this a lot as well, and, and Micah was speaking my language when he shot me a message, which he has a, a VA. <clears throat> so a VA right? For everybody that's uh, either a virtual admin, virtual assistant, however you want to call it. This is somebody that typically you can hire out that either is in the States, can be from the Philippines, right? Just depending on what the price is that you're, you're charging. And he just has a simple process. Anyone that follows him on his social media accounts, 
that VA will send out a message. And it's a canned message that gets sent out to every single person that follows them. That's the strategy. That's the strategy. Now, that's all we got told in the beginning. And I told John, I said, before I showed it to Tyler, <laughs> I said, I, but, but, but here's the thing. I knew that I was like, there's gotta be, I said to John, I said, there's gotta be a way that that's okay. Because well, here, and here's, and we're going to get into that. But my first, you, my first criteria, what did I say? I said, just his followers, right? Right. Just people that follow the gym. And that's really important because again, you want, you want to not smell it's this guy's passed the smell test right away. If I'm following your gym, consider me a warmed up lead kind of, and maybe not, it may not even be a true lead opportunity, but what you have to avoid any cold contact from a business smells like, Hey, do you want 5,000 followers? Hi, I am a representative of that's it. so-and-so. And I, I told John, I said, fuck, I said, this could suck. I said, I'm like, I don't know. I, and I, so I said, I got to see what it is because he said he's had great success with it. And I know about the other campaigns that are done those other really cold, they require such a high volume of outreach well, to convert anything. And it's all misleading. So I was very interested to see how is this done. And I was very happy with what we saw because because it was on the up and up and because yeah. it was a twofold request. And we'll give you, we'll give you the details. We'll give them all the details of this, right, John? We're okay with that? Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, fine. Okay, we'll give you guys I'm all like the details. Sure. Um, is that like, because it was on the up and up and it was a, a simple request either to maybe nudge them forward or if they had done business with them to get them, you know, let's, let's get some feedback. It almost seemed like a follow-up call, something we mm -hmm. used to do in the heating and air conditioning business. We would leave and at the moment our technician left within 10 minutes, our office would call them right at that moment. They've paid their stuff works. They feel good. They feel happy. And then we would say, how did our technician do? Run them through a few quick questions, send them a link for a Google review. If our technician didn't, wasn't able to close that too. It just closes that loop really well. It's a great time to get to. So that, that follow-up is a, it means that your business, it feels like your business is doing quality control when actually it's about <laughs> nurturing leads, keeping people warm and giving more opportunities to sell things that maybe have fallen off by the wayside. So run me through here, John, what this first correspondence is. And I'll tell you why I kind of like it. Can I first call out the other guys? Yes, this? please. Okay. The reason why Tyler had a visceral reaction to it is because we have personally been involved with the other guys on this yeah, and the what other fitness consultants out there. In the world. And, and what they're going to do is talk about the idea of, of churning and burning and burning social equity that you have. <laughs> When we were involved, it was the other guy set it up to where this was a highly automated capturing and scraping anyone that had gym or gym owner or any type, anyone that talked about fitness, anything that you wanted to be able to go in and you wanted to be able to scrape and find those profiles and mass friend request them. And there's great softwares that are out there and you get all this software and you, you get the software up to in. 50 new friends a day and you get all those in. And the, and then, and the reason and then why you have to keep it to 50 is because what happens is that what happens? You get flagged as spam. And Facebook fucking removes your entire it. account. Yeah. And so, what and so, so then you have to have all your coaches and all your staff also have to do this in order to keep the volume high enough for this to work. So you are systematically hunting whether it's facebook groups or people mass friend requesting them and then just as you said tyler it is a follow-up sequence to people you don't know and you are just straight dm falling it's, into their dms it's the fitness equivalent of sending out a hey you up message to your ex and all of her friends and every other person you've ever known at two o'clock in the morning that's what it is. And some of these messages, John, were going out that are like, hey, <laughs> like, that's it. Okay. Like, just to try to get a response back, like, hey, how are you doing? Or, or, hey, it's been a while. Like, what's like so stuff that seemed to be unfamiliar? They would also make you wait at least 30 days before you can't run that message. So you'd have to run the uh, client, fuck the new friending business for a month. And then all the people who you friended 30 days ago. So it's not too suspicious. It's all these games fucking suck. The other guys games, they all suck. They'll cost you your entire reputation in your area. And what we watched is we watched gym owners have their shit get shut down. Yeah. 
And it happened so often that it was like, oh, well, maybe we need to, uh, the other guy. What It wasn't something that had been successfully done in mass. It was something that somebody somewhere had kind of done in their local area. And then they just infused it with every single person that they worked with. And you yeah. watched it just fucking torch any, yeah. and then, and it just was, it's so gross. So this. And the business consulting company got all the fucking affiliate kickbacks from every other person that had to sign up for that software for everybody. So they all of a sudden got fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars extra from everybody that's in their network while they torch their reputation to this shit. So fuck those people. Fuck that strategy. Now, let's talk about the good guy version of that strategy. Micah, what was Micah doing? So the good guy strategy was, and I really, really like this, is that immediately we call out the fact that this is the VA. And I really like that of not pretending to be someone that isn't that person. So it also li- is still coming from the gym's official account. Absolutely. So Meaning it comes it's from the not, official account. It's not a third party saying, if you want to no. speak with Dr. Herpes Cure, please shoot him a message. It, like there's like the types of stuff you get. So this is still coming from your business's account. But the first thing it says is, hey, I'm an assistant for blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I'm reaching out to see if you've ever experienced, right, the work of this gym owner and their team in training or nutrition services. And if so, how was your experience? If not, what has held you back? I thank you for your time. Yeah, that's like it. It's, it's Guys, so upfront and it's so back, genuine. Jump back right now, 30 seconds, and write that down. If there's a thing you can steal... This is the one, right? This is just easy. It's on the up and up. It's not slimy. Only send it to people who follow you. Do not send it to people who don't because that now costs you something, in my opinion. It can cost you a lot. You start sending cold messages. People are fuck you. You know, I just, I don't like that. But for this, I think it works really well. So go back, write that down. You can steal that. You can use that probably verbatim. And I don't have, I don't have an aversion to anything that's on there. And here's why. Because if someone has done business with them, what it was like, it just sounds like they're asking me for a testimonial. And guys, you should be asking for testimonials in many different ways. And this is just a great way. This will be folded into probably some of the stuff we do with our testimonial strategies anyways, beyond our original just Google profile stuff. We also have, you know, get Google reviews. We also have a long form one that we send to our more successful clients. That's a bit of a more involved process that can eventually then become video on video as you develop you know, many tiers. But your testimonials can become basic. Just Google, just social media to video to law. This is just another way to harvest testimonials. But the best part is if they haven't done any business with you and it's what's stopping you, some people will ignore that message. But it's Mm -hmm. not going to feel slimy. It's not going to feel shitty. And they may just say, like, I guess I never really knew what they did. And boom, that's an opportunity. Or if it's, you know, I just can't afford it. Or I already go to this other gym. Well, maybe that isn't in. Maybe that's a leave me alone. And that's okay. But, But your next step. You can just be a person because they say, they say, I've never done it because I've never felt comfortable in the gym or I just, I don't like that type of fit. That gives you an opportunity to overcome a real objection because it's just like, ah, here's why I haven't done business with you. Okay. Well, what about that is a, what about that? If, 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 if you've never done business with us, cause you think that our gym's too extreme, let me tell you, it's, it's not. And at the very least, maybe you don't close them there, but they're warmer. They're really, 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 really warm. And that's, I think that, I think it's a, I think it's a brilliant strategy. I think it's subtle and I think it's, I think it's all above board and I really like it because it doesn't smell like the other stuff and you give, you get an opportunity on both sides and worst case scenario, people tell you, they don't tell you anything. The other strategy. Yes. So for certain, the one thing that's really subtle in this, and I don't want it to be lost on anybody is the value of having the VA introduce themselves or whoever, right? It's just a virtual assistant is just an assistant they just don't don't have just understand but understand they don't have to be someone that's in your gym yeah right and this is valuable for a gym owner for you gym owners that are out there if you feel like you are doing all the fucking things and you're doing anything that is repetitive and we've said this before and this is it's it's something that's really important to me because it's stuff that's been businesses that i've been involved in in the past is if you as a gym owner are doing anything more than once in a given week that can be pushed off your plate and handed off to someone else. Not a fucking weirdo, not somebody you don't know, not another coach, because they're not going to fucking do it the right way. You need someone that's your assistant. 
that's in your back pocket that you are constantly communicating with. That is a brand. It is your third arm. It's the other person of you. And it's an extension of you. Here's the beauty of the fact that the assistant introduces herself as I a customer. We may have, go ahead. And, so, and says the name. Hi, yes, I says, hi, hi. Name. I am so and so, the new customer relations manager at such and such gym. The reason why that's so valuable is if the gym owner from the gym account is spamming everybody in this style of just anyone that's a follower, what if it's his fucking mother? The VA um, doesn't know that. Yeah. What if it's his brother? What if it's his best? What if it's fucking wife? The what you get away from is you are now, you extend any of that real responsibility just a third degree away, just enough to where it's like, oh, well, don't, so-and-so, it's super nice to meet you. I'm his mother. That's it. Yeah. Now it's not something weird where it's like, oh, great. Someone has an automation that's fucking broken. Or what, yeah, or one, of your, or one of your clients who's kind of a ball buster. Isn't like, man, what the fuck? Like, come on, it's, man. It all is about, now I want to go through, you know, we won't go into too many details, but go into what some he's he i said send us some successful responses that you get from this and kind of how this goes because i wanted to feel out how the dialogue goes how it goes matters just as much as what it reads like and we got this first response right after the thank you for your time right this person says hey insert name here um i actually haven't uh, you know, done business with him or whatever as it's been a been a combination of money laziness and a little bit of fear someone said well would you like a coach to talk to you about how we can help you with all three of those let me know we're here to help and the person says, yeah, that'd be great. And this is the best part. You said, is it okay if we have, if we, you know, if you want to talk, is it okay if we have someone contact you? Because we can sure you make them say, yes, it's okay. You give them permission. It's the thing I do when I am trying to close sales via text. I make them ask me, say, is it okay if I show you, you know, send you my printing packages after we have our little back and forth? And they say, oh, yes, please do. Because now they've taken ownership. They've made the request. When it arrives, it's not me putting something on them. It's something they've asked for. Mm -hmm. This is perfect. You know, is, is it okay if we have a coach talk to you? Yeah, that would be great. What's a good number to reach you at? Excellent. And then the next follow-up is the next message has got it. What's a good time to reach you? Perfect. We'll reach that at this number at this time. It's a fucking home run. And guys, this is simple. And again, you, so you don't have to overcomplicate these strategies. They can just be simple and straightforward and ethical and, and everything is what it is. The, the VA is doing the customer relations work. It serves, a marketing to, it serves a marketing tool as well for testimonials. And it just allows you to bring in new people. And he said he's had really good success with it. And I am very thankful to Micah and his gym for having reached out. And if you have cool strategies that have worked, I don't care if they're just interesting. I need to know that they work. Yeah. And I'll vet whether or not I like them. Because there's a balance between working <laughs> and sucking. Like it can work and still suck if, if you get what I'm saying. I guarantee you a cool unintended consequence of this strategy that Micah was not planning on was one, has it gotten to more members and more people doing business with them? Absolutely. But he's also hired new people. He's yeah. hired two new people running this strategy in just the last few months. Well, holy shit. You not in a million years. Would you think the strategy of just, Hey, People follow the gym. I want to connect with them. We're going to run this strategy that you're going to hire. You know how hard it is to fucking hire people right now? It's a, yeah. It is. If it's not the number one thing, Tyler, it is the top three yeah. things that we are talking to gym owners about every fucking week. If, about hiring, if hiring staff is not your number one problem. It will be at some point when it, if you try to grow, like that, it will, it will eventually, if your business improves, it will be, if your business gets worse, it'll never be a fucking problem. It's all you. And it is what it is. You want to say, yeah. if your business is to grow, it may not be your top problem. Now it's got to be. And it's a, so it's a problem. You better get figuring out a very multi-pronged approach to multifaceted approach to trying to solve this issue. Yeah. But it's just, it's huge. And so again, a bat, we have seen this strategy be done by the other guys and it is shit. It's shitty. It feels shitty. My God, if you're on LinkedIn, you get 50 of these fucking messages a week of yeah. someone just coming into the fucking DMs and we all see it and you've done it. And whether you've done it, <laughs> whether you've done it, you also, whether it's you or your wife or your sister or your mother, someone has sent them the, Hey, if I send you a video, would you watch it? Ugh. That MLM pitch yeah. is being done and it's still being done. 
And this is why people hate sales. And this is why we spend a whole bunch of fucking time talking about sales aversion and then sales objections because people are doing it so badly that it's ruining it for everybody. It's ruining it for everybody. I want to touch on one thing quick before we go to, there's another one of these. It's very similar to this. Uh, this was um, from Stuart Brower's WTF gym talk. He had say, he had shared this strategy many, many months ago, and I just made note of it. This one's even closer to the line. This one, I don't encourage you to run at unless you're pretty savvy, but this is another version of, I believe a good guy version of a bad guy strategy, right? It's like, uh, it's like the difference between poison and medicine is the dose, right? Yeah. Here it's about what's your intention and how you're doing it, okay? Now, this one is a bit closer to the line, but it is anytime you're posting pictures of your members and things like this, one, you can tag them, you cannot tag them. It is what it is. If they share it, it's great. Anything that has members in it or others, just check all your likes, right? Check your likes. Who are they? Make a list of them. Um, see what pictures they're liking or if it's a photo of somebody working out, say, hey, and the, the way he had done that first outreach, that first message was, hey, I just want to say thanks for sharing love on some of the accounts or on some on some of our posts. Uh, I don't know if you're if you're are, if you're familiar with some of the people in those images or if you're just familiar with the gym. But like if you're in the area, we'd love to, you know, you're more than welcome to stop by and check the spot out. That's it. It's that it's, there's familiarity in there. Like, hey, if you know some of the people like you, it'd be great to have you here. Thanks for liking sure. people who have like just go off of engagement likes. Right. And that are and you got to vet the accounts a little bit. But it's a it's a cold strategy. If you ain't got shit else to do and you're hungry, that one's not going to cost you a ton of equity either. If it goes sure. on, if if you do it on that up and up, and again that one is it's a little bit closer. I mean, you gotta be you gotta walk that line a little bit closer because there's not a second, there's not a second follow up there. It is kind of you. I don't know that you could position that type of thing with the VA because you want it to be familiar. You know, you want to be familiar with the people that are in the building and things. But mm-hmm. but again. Do stuff that works, but just don't be evil about it. That's just don't be evil. That's the thing Google that you know that used to be like Google's motto was don't be evil. And then they just removed that completely like a few years ago. Did you know that? It's great. Like that was like that was like one of their main, one of their main uh let me find out here. Don't be evil. It is that slippery slope where it's like the good intentions are like Right, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. So, don't be evil has been part of the Google's corporate code of conduct since 2000. When Google was recognized under Alphabet, they assumed and a slightly adjusted version of the motto "Do the right thing." And since 2018, ah. it's gone away completely. <laughs> no longer so, interested in Google either of those is two now things. evil. Remember that. So, guys, get out there, do some of these strategies. Don't be please and i'll tell you what works is you don't gotta be like too cool for school you don't have to be the person that doesn't want being cool about your sales process like just being a cool helpful nice guy or or, or gal about this thing um doesn't mean the type of cool that like you were taught from like 90s movies teen (laughs) movies where it's like the cool guy doesn't care about anything doesn't want anybody to do his stuff like the cool guy is just disconnected and aloof that's not it you shouldn't want these people here you should care and you can be fucking cool about it, okay? Just fucking be cool. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. There's a lot of fitness dorks out there. Maybe don't have them do your selling, okay? Don't be a dork. Just be a cool guy about your stuff. It's very, very easy. And not to go – I'm not going to go into the weeds on this, but gym owners, do the, do this part. Be, be totally invested in this part. The yeah. reach out and the tone and how you're talking to them, and don't try to be anyone else. Just fucking be yourself. Be you. Don't be weird. Don't do anything else where like, oh, well, I want to make it sound like this or I want it to sound like Grant Cordon or I want it to sound like Hermosi or I want to, no, 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 fuck all that. Just it's people like you. That's already guaranteed. They do business with you. You have a successful business. So just be you. And if you do that, then you, it, this will work. As long as, like you said, as long as it's, if your North Star is don't be evil, and just stay, be cool about it, and don't be lame, and all those things. When it's, it's perfect, then it will be successful because you're just doing the right thing instead of being a slimy, sleazy, fucking used car salesman. Yeah, because you're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, doggone people it. like you. Amen. <laughs> Guys, thanks a lot for listening. Guys, you want to get in the Gear Academy? This is where people, we had. Let's talk real quick. Gear Academy. 
Okay. Yeah. It's the shit. It's the spot where we're helping gym owners. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in business for a while, stuff's stuck, you're trying to grow. We have everything from 24-hour fitness facilities that have multiple locations in there. We have MMA gyms, jujitsu gyms. We have CrossFit affiliates. We have personal training studios. We have like strength, like performance strength training stuff for general population. We have youth sports. We have, yeah, we have youth people only. from all types of fitness, all types of the fitness industry we have in here. And we got gyms becoming wildly successful just completely changing the game we had a chat with one of our gym owners the other day who said he said now he had like major setbacks like, like a month ago and he was like but you know he started doing the math he's like he is paying himself currently more than 10 times as much money as he was before he started with the gear academy if you're in a Wait. business where you can hardly pay yourself you can go from that to a living wage for just just like, like just by doing the things that we're talking about here get in we're going to help you get moving we hold you accountable to it we roll out whatever the next best thing is that you and we decide that we all collectively think that you it's your best move right now the most important move for you and your business both long term and short term balancing all those parts of the equation all your priorities we try to help you navigate through and then we help take make sure that you take the right action and we i mean these guys are killing it. It's the it's the proudest project I've ever had that I've ever been a part of because not only are these guys killing it, but now all of their clients are in a much greater chance of success. And having yeah. fitness professionals who actually give a fuck about people and their results, being able to make a real professional wage doing it is how you actually change the earth and change the world and have fitness actually spread. Because if these guys are starving, what are they going to do? They just can't really help it. it Getting all this stuff aligned is the difference between John and I having the impact we want to have in the world and us not. So it's mm -hmm. very important for us. This is for John and I, this is a accumulation of our life's work. This is all of the philosophies we've had in fitness, nutrition, training, as well as business and marketing and things we've done in many other fields. All of this comes together to help grow this thing that we are doing um, at full fucking speed here. So if you want in, go to the gear, get in the gear academy. That is at gymownersrevolution.com. You want to join the Facebook group? That link is in our description. And uh, what else do we got here, John? Follow the show at Jim Orders Podcast, at the Jim Orders Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone on Instagram. And John can be found at jbanksfl on Instagram. Thanks, everybody. Get in the Facebook group. Links in the description.